Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 365, and uh, we're going to talk about developing a practice plan that actually works. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And you know what? 365. So we've recorded one episode for every day of a year. You can actually listen to one every single day for a full calendar year. There you go. That's pretty cool. 365. But I love this episode because this is something we've all probably tried to do before. I know yeah. I've had little, even going way back on the, on the days where I pulled the notepad out of my bag and try to make up games on the range. So absolutely. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys the question, you practice, but do you have a plan? Like, really think about it. Do you have a plan? Or do you just show up at the range kind of just with no real plan in mind? And I'm telling you, as soon as you switch gears with that plan, it's going to make a difference in how you play. I mean, it's, think about it like this. Like, you go to the gym, yep. right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't show up to the gym with no plan. Right. Right? And just be like, yeah, whatever looks good, I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, because you'd be lost. Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a set things that you're going to work on. And a lot of, lot of part of that is going to be based on where you need improvement mm -hmm. like going to the gym it's about improving it's about getting stronger or, or you know more flexible in certain areas same thing with your golf game absolutely i bet a lot of us don't have a plan out there no especially as we get older life takes over kids work whatever and the plans kind of go out the window right so hopefully this kind of brings us back <laughs> which interestingly enough is the time you need to plan the most right because when you have the least amount of time to work on your game you need to be the most focused bingo but anyway before we dive into that one thing for any of our new listeners and viewers one thing i want to tell you guys brief introduction uh we are not golf instructors we are not pros we are people who struggle with learning this game we have our ups and our downs um, but it really is all about that consistent growth and always working to get better. So everything that we talk about here on the show are things that we're putting in place. It does not by any means mean we've mastered them. In fact, if you watch some of our other videos out there playing on the course, you see we struggle, but we have fun doing it. I exactly. think that's the most important part. You've got to embrace the fun part of the game, no matter what level you're at, because we're all out here to have fun. Right. But if we find something that's working for us, if it sounds like we're passionate about it, it's because we want it to work for you too. So that's going to be part of this. We're going to talk about some of our own practice plans and then how this might help you. And and as we go through it, we're learning too. There's a lot of stuff that, that we need to continue to work on. 100%, man. We just love learning it and sharing it because if it works for us, hey, it could work for you. Right? That's exactly right. Um, all right. So one thing I want to I got to address right off the back because right, I see you look at you moving around all over the place. Oh, man. Yeah, what happened? Rough morning. Rough what morning. happened? So... Uh, Icy steps. And it's funny. The backstory is like my wife's like, you got to put salt on the steps on the side because someone's going to fall. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, I just got the steps redone. And the mason was like, don't put salt on your steps. It's going to eat away at them. And you're just going to be calling me in a year to fix them again. I'm like, great. So here I go on like this dad, like no one put salt on the steps. <laughs> no salt near the steps. <laughs> you know, and uh, all of a sudden today I'm walking down and thanks to the ring cam, I caught it. I got the, uh, I fell on my back. I think on like the, the second step right down, right on the ice, oh. feet right out under me put it on my Instagram. I had to share it because we were just laughing about that. I just love to share that stuff. <laughs> like me getting hit with the golf ball in HQ, me right. falling on the steps because it's the best way to get over it. You just laugh at it. That's it. And most people, they, they would bury that video somewhere. But yeah. I love the, the first thing you yeah, did. Just, is you got to put it. it out there. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think is going to hurt worse? The lingering injury or how long your wife's going to remind you that you were wrong? Yeah. You know who's even worse? My mother-in-law. Oh, no. Because she comes over a lot and she's like, but you know, you better put salt on those steps. And I'm like, well, you know, it's during the pandemic. No one's really coming to my house. I'm just going to leave it. Right. She's like, someone's going to fall down those steps. <laughs> so, 
Well, I think in that case, luckily it was you because if it was one of them, then yeah, I would have ne- been in a lot of trouble. You'd man. never Ooh. hear the end of it. That's for sure. But I'm feeling good. Golf golf season almost ended before it started, but I'm all good. No yeah. wrists, no anything. It, look, it's one more reason I that we just got to get through winter. We're just yeah. getting pummeled with snow and ice, and it's just I'm done with it. I'd say that I want to move south, but I don't think that matters anymore. Right now, yeah, it's yeah. snowing in Texas, so whatever. It's, it's crazy. But anyway, um, I want to dive into this week's Twitter tap, and hopefully, by the way, you guys enjoyed last week's episode uh, with Randy Chang. If you didn't, go back and check that out we got to talk about youth golf you, you know just reminded me as you're talking about your wife kids things like that mm-hmm. if anybody has kids who are getting to the game and you're just looking for what do i look for in, the, in a program and how should that work uh randy runs one of the best youth programs there is uh he's a great instructor he's been doing it for for i think it was 30 years he said or something like that but check it out he's got some really great tips oh yeah uh, for that um so we're going to jump into this week's Twitter Tap. And before we do, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Titleist. Guys, Bob Vokey and his team, they're always grinding to produce an amazing product. But with the new SM8 wedges, they've really made a giant shift for, forward. And I really encourage you guys to go out there, put that on your list this year. Uh, make it one of the things you do to go out and try the wedges, especially if you look at your bag and those wedges are hurting a little bit. Don't forget, those are your scoring clubs. We're going to talk about practice plans in a few minutes. A lot, lot of that is really short game. Short game is so neglected uh, from a practice standpoint, but sometimes it's also neglected from an equipment standpoint. And Mm -hmm. you have to really experience the technology and the feel of some really new, fresh SM8s to see what it can do for your game. You and I both saw it, and, and just the improvement of the confidence that we get around you know that anywhere we're using those wedges 100 yards or so and in uh they're just such versatile clubs uh you use them so much whether it be bunkers chipping there's just so many different areas where you want to have a club that you can really rely on uh i just love that they're they're incredibly forgiving i love some of the new bounce and grind options and uh it just bites right into the ball what they've done with the grooves and things like that we had the chance to speak with bob vokey on the show uh when the when the wedges were first rolling out and you just you sense it you sense the the passion that goes into it i mean bob's a legend um but he's really hands-on the whole Voki team they've created something incredible here but we could talk about it all day you have to see it to believe it go put them in your hands test them sometime this spring trust me you're not going to regret it it's my most confident clubs yeah you know that's why you stamped money club on it that's right, right. Money. Stamped, stamped money on my 60 degree and you know that's another reason i'm bummed out about the, not being able to go to the show because that's our time to always catch up with bob and you know pick his ear and you know talk to him about his new innovations things like that and we missed that opportunity this year with covid but hopefully we get to see him again next year yeah what a great guy bob is and he's just so ready to talk Always. about it you he's know? so passionate yeah about his wedges so he, he truly is all right let's tw- dive into this week's twitter tapping and guys if you're not already following us on twitter we say this every week make sure you do so at golficity because with the twitter tapping segment we pose a question on twitter every monday under the hashtag twitter tapping and then we read some of your responses here as well as we give some of our own it's a great way for us like i've said earlier in the show we're learning all the time and we're learning from you guys too. Golficity really is a full community of everybody working to have more fun out there and play a little bit better. So this week we asked, what golf training aid has helped you improve the most? And uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, I've put a focus on using a couple different golf training aids mm-hmm. uh, recently, especially hey, I like to use training aid guy. Winter is my time, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and I, I think Kevin Sprecker said this best in one of our lessons a couple of years ago. Uh, he told us 
we all think of it as being in the Northeast and being in these these colder climates that we're at some sort of disadvantage to the guys who are able to play year round. Yeah. But he said the reality is sometimes we need to at forced break to have time to work on our game. You don't necessarily sure. You, I think training aids are good all season long to be as served as mechanical reminders and, and helpful things. But when you're really grinding out swing changes, which is something that is more often with some of the newer golfers and some of the higher handicaps like ourselves. Look, we're, we're not, we're always working on making some changes in our swings. The best time to do it is when you're kind of off the course and you can set some time aside to put some mm -hmm. cuts in. So I like it. I use the training aids at home. Um, I'm going to tell you for me, a couple of the ones that, I, that I've really enjoyed lately. Uh, one is the tour striker plane mate yep. because I've been working so hard about getting more, sh uh, you know, a shallower on plane instead of coming in steep over the top. And with that rubber band and everything that's included, it really helps. A lot of you have probably seen it on my Instagram and, and I've had a number of you DM me asking if it really works. It does work. I use it. It's a great tool. Uh, I also like the hanger. I've used the hanger. It's good. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, uh, some simple stuff. I, I like to have an alignment, like a couple of alignment sticks. I did a drill that I found on Instagram the other day where you put the alignment stick through the loops of your belt, of your belt yep. and it, and you can look at your hip turn more visually. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did that and a smash bag again, inexpensive 25 bucks. I work with the smash bag as just a constant reminder of my impact position. Uh, and the last thing for putting the one that I'm, I'm using on a pretty much a daily basis is the putt, out. The putt out, yeah. putt out pressure Which seems to be popular here. That would be my mm -hmm. rundown. I mean, I know you use the putt out too. The putt out is great. I think for putting, it's it's um, you know even they even they comment on on this. Their comment was well now dot dot dot. Yeah. You know, so I mean, putt out's great. A lot of a lot of us, a lot of our our community have used it, have fell in love with it because it's just a great and and fun way to practice your putting. So I love putting that down and working on that. As far as swing goes, the uh, the tour striker, the plane mate. Mm -hmm. For me, my biggest thing is rotation. Um, you know, you'll see in an upcoming video the golf tech skills assessment video and the the instructor brian said the same thing that kevin sprecker's been telling me and that pretty much every instructor's been telling me so the plane mate has been probably one of the best things there we just got a smash bag here i haven't really dove into using that yeah. but i think ultimately remember think back the impact snap yes there's yeah. something that was designed to like that was more for just impact also what was one that was also related to that the, the tour angle the tour 144. angle 144 yeah so so many great things out there but i think right now i think the the plane mate and the putt out would be my go-to's yeah and and if you're if you're talking strict budget i would say just pick yourself up a bunch of alignment sticks yeah because you'd be surprised that and pool noodles um a lot of the great um drills that you can do require only that yeah uh, you're right so I mean, because some of them get I get it they get expensive, um, which is why, like I said, I, the, I'm only telling you the stuff that we've actually used and really works for us because I wouldn't want you guys spending money on something that doesn't. Um, Eric Benzenberg, I mean, here's a guy who's super thorough, writes for the site. You guys know Eric. Uh, he says super speed, which is, is is terrific, and I've seen some of the best instructors using that. Put out, he mentions, and George Kank is yeah, that. Yeah, I want to dive into the G box. That's the only thing I haven't used, and I'm dying to try because it. I think that'll help that issue I was talking about. Because yeah. I watched the way he like turns his uh students hips yeah and then he has them like release in a certain way to rotate and i don't know if the box is there to help that i don't know much about i don't know much about this product at all but i think that might be something i want to dive into well i was doing that with the alignment stick a little bit with the g because what happened is if your hips get a little bit too active right so like let's say they try to turn too much that like alignment stick will come out and you'll get caught behind it 
Okay. So it also helps you from getting too ha- active, but it also helps as a really good visual of getting the hips turning. But I think that's something that we've got to try. We should get one in here and maybe even uh, do a video on it or something like that. What would be really cool, maybe we can get George on the phone. Yeah. Because nobody's doing anything in person right now. Maybe we can get him on the phone and have him walk us through it. Although I'm watching his Instagram. He's still training guys and teaching guys at his range, but out in sunny California. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Thomas Height says, uh, been using the Tor Striker Plane Mate. It has been helping me a lot with shallowing my club on the downswing. There you go. I, you know what? I use it too for short game, little half, you know, uh, chip shots and pitch shots, just getting that motion and just hitting balls. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I personally, I think yeah. it's, it's one of the best ones out there. Let's see here. Let's see what else we there's got. some that I haven't seen before. And that's, that, that's something I wanted to dive into and figure out because I want to. Yeah, I want to learn from you guys. Ones. One here, let's see. Some Paul Whammer Golfer's Toolbox. I've never seen this. It just looks like I guess it's just like a a, a two alignment sticks and a rope, a DVD. I get let me see. This is really unique. The golfer's toolbox. Hands down the best training tool on the market. It looks very complicated for me. There's a little book there. But I can see you got a little structural DVD. Yeah. A couple alignment sticks, a couple rods, a string. Looks like it's probably like a, a multiple drills yeah. in one. Um, let's see. Indie Golf says the scratch stick. Let's see. What is here. the scratch stick? Um, next, it says. Yeah, I'm just looking at because I haven't used this, so I'm looking at the uh, the Instagram right now. It says the next evolution in golf alignment. It's a multifunctional golf improvement tool that seamlessly fits in your bags. It looks like from the image, it's it, they're using it for putting and it's an alignment tool. But hey, I tell you what. Um, I'll have to look, check that out more, but we've talked so much on the show about fundamentals and, yeah. and how so much of the success of the swing has to do with how you set up first uh, and being aligned, consistency. So I love the, anything, anything with alignment. Absolutely. The skills putter accuracy, Bra- Bradley Hydorn, the skills putting accuracy trainer has done a lot for my putting in the past year. You look at this thing on Amazon, it's $11. I'm looking at it right now. Too. And it just basically shrinks the target like a micro target, like the new putt out feature. Yes. Um, but that's pretty cool. It just kind of makes the hole smaller for you. Yeah, and it looks like you can turn it. So if you want to uh, come at the hole from different ways, and you're, you're you just... know, eleven ninety five free shipping. <laughs> God, sometimes you gotta love Amazon. That's mm. for sure. Um, let's see here. Oh, Alex Napier says selfie golf has helped me uh, because it's allowed me to record myself easily. This is this is a, a good point, Alex. Appreciate you pointing that out because um, one of the best. Uh, tools that you guys have is probably in your pocket and that's your phone to record yourself um, because there's also a wealth of apps that you can use if you want to draw kind of alignment lines on the screen or whatever or if you want to use it to send it to your coach um, very often what I'll do is I'll just keep a bank of my current swings on my uh, cell phone mm-hmm. so that when I'm just kind of going through different drills and I'm watching on YouTube or whatever I can quickly look at the positions they're in and then J- jump right in and see my same right. position um so selfie golf i know is, is i haven't used it myself but it's it's like uh, some sort of stick or whatever that will hold the camera the, you know the phone in the right place because sometimes you're out there on the range by yourself you, you don't have a way to you prop don't. it up and how powerful was that that skills assessment when brian rolled the video of me side by side of the pj tour pro to instantly show how i was swaying yes versus him not and drawing the line to have that video footage will be very helpful. It makes it so much easier. And you know what? That makes that reminds me of another training aid. It's a little more on the tech side, but the salted golf insoles. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, we uh, we we mm. checked out. And now I'm starting to see them pop up more and more. We did something on, on our channel on YouTube a little while ago. I just saw Mr. Mr. Short, Short Game, Game did, just did, did one, one with yeah. it. Mm. it. It's it's a great tool for that $200 price range. And it reminded me because the app itself actually captures your swing and has all those tools to do the side-by-side comparison yeah. with the pros, which really helps. Um, another one, Blake Higgins 
Hogan says a yoga mat and yoga blocks don't knock it till you try it. And I tell you what, Blake, you're spot on hmm. because I'm learning the more I learn this game, the more flexibility really matters. Even something so much, Mike, is just like working on my over the top move. I'm realizing that a lot, lot of that is not having enough left side flexibility. Yeah. So when mm -hmm. you get back here, right? And if you're not flexible enough, this whole side starts to try to pull you this way and you start to pull over yeah. the top. So even just being inflated, because I'm, I'm finding like we all talk about like wanting more power and swing speed, man, if you can just get a couple more degrees of upper shoulder rotation, that translates to a lot more speed coming you're down. You're absolutely right. And you got to have, you know, the flexibility to do it. Watch a 240 frames per second video of Dustin Johnson's swing. Yeah. The way that he wrote at the top of his backswing it's like he's almost facing behind you. He's got his back to the target. <laughs> it's like insane. You can't imagine. Right. You're absolutely right, though. Yeah. I uh, see your, what you said, the boys at Putt Out said, well, now. Yeah, there it is. Uh, here's Those some funny ones. Right. Connor MacArthur says YouTube is his best training aid. Well, okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. There's a lot of great instruction hey, out like there. Like I said, we are super lucky to have that much free instruction that's absolutely. out there. Davis Vandercook in a racer. Uh, Trevor says, <laughs> yeah, a racer. Tour angle. I think that's like what we were talking Tour about. Tour angle before. 144. Yep. Remember and the swing? tip the swing we're going tip. way back i'm just like thinking so yes. throwbacks that, that was one of, like the first products you reviewed on golf was. City, that like, was like a little ago. device that went on the shaft right and it was bluetooth and it, it showed yeah. your swing plane. shows you how far technology has come but yeah with let's see um tour striker seven iron a lot of stuff from tour striker you're um, seeing a lot of the same put outs tour striker yeah yeah. So there's These there's a great. lot of great ones. Super Again, speed, we, yep. as, as we say every week, we can't read every single one of them. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Check them out. But thank you to everybody who weighed in. And if you're maybe you're not on Twitter, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook, feel free to drop a comment below. Let us know. We keep the conversation going. If there's any type of training aid that has really worked for you, um, I think that's that's the hard part for us as golfers is to kind of sort through the marketing and see what's really the good stuff. And nothing is better for that than the community of golfers and people who say, "Hey, this worked for me." So if 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 let us know what were you struggling with, what are you using, how is it helping? So if someone similarly is reading through the comments and they say, "I've got that same type of issue." something that might help them yeah totally makes sense all right mike let's do a word from our sponsors and then uh i'm gonna dive right in we're talking about developing that great practice plan i love it all right guys this episode is brought to you by ShotScope. as we've been talking about the pro l1 laser rangefinder is here it's packed with features that are usually found on a premium rangefinder guys we're a couple months away from the season and i know we're all going to be if we're lucky enough, maybe we're getting that tax return. Maybe something's happened where you stock some money away for the golf season and you wanted a new device and you said, this year is going to be the year I get a rangefinder. Well, check out the Pro L1 by ShotScope. It's 199 bucks. Red and black, dual optics. You could switch between the red and black display, whatever the golfer's preference is. It's got that cool adaptive slope technology. Yeah. You and I need to really test that from some crazy heights. I think we've got some places uh, we yeah, can test We're going to do some cool yeah. stuff there. Yeah. Uh, you could turn it off, of course, to comply with tournament rules. Target lock vibration, which is, again, what you would see in one of those $400, $300 models. Uh, an accurate, get this, 2.1 yard or 3.6 inches. Uh, distance in yards or meters. Guys, it's got it all for a $199 price tag. We've put it in the bag. We can't wait to use it. We do love our watches, so we're going to still continue to track our stats that way. But uh, got to have that range Sometimes, right like you said, that slope just helps or being able to fire a specific tree Especially or during something. a practice session, which yeah. we're going to talk about now. It's good to know your distance. And, and you know what we use it for? When Mike thinks it's safe to hit off the tee. 
yeah. and I have to fire those guys yeah, out there no, in the wait, fairway nope. and be like, hold up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't end up in any fights. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're there right. you go. It's smart. It's yep. smart. That's why we bring them along. Right. And also want to thank FootJoy, the all-new Hyperflex. Been talking about these shoes for a while and for a great reason because I'm absolutely in love with them. I like want to wear them around the house. Yeah. You know, because I can't wear them yet. That, that, that's how great they are. Uh, these things are tuned for golf. Every detail designed and developed with the golfer in mind. Starting at the top, like I said, looks awesome. It's got this mesh material on the upper. Provides a great fit that forms uh, to your foot like a sock. It's really cool. Um, it's waterproof. It has the all-new rapid fit system. Keeps you sh- dialed in, precision fit, wraps your foot in complete security. I mean, that's what we need, especially since we're on our feet for four and a half, five hours playing. Uh, it offers incredible comfort with the new Stratoform midsole. Like, guys, I, this jargon, when you put your foot in it, you're going to totally understand what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, it's like you're putting your, 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 your foot in a pillow and you're going to play golf. Trust us when we say it. It's probably, nope, it's definitely, I, I'm going to say definitely going to be the best and hottest golf shoe this year on the market. It's available now in laced. If you're a laced guy or girl, you can look there. If you like that Boa Rapid Click Lock, no lace look, which I like. I know you like that one too, Frank. Yeah. You could check out that version. Shop now at footjoy.com. I love that Boa because you just dial it in. You get just That's the all right, you do. that support. You know? I mean, yeah, it's like a pillow and that it's comfortable, but it's like supportive all around. Right. And I'll tell you what, another one we're going to talk about soon, I'm sure, is the Premier Series, which is coming out. Got its first win on tour. It's got Max Homa. Max Homa, man, coming through. That was wild watching that. That was a great finish. Yeah. What a finish. Yeah. But uh, good to see. Talk about Matt's that on an upcoming coffee and golf. Yeah, we're going to talk about that big time. All right, let's talk about practice plan. Um, because this could be that difference that you're finally looking for of saying like, you know, I am practicing, but why am I not getting any better? Or if you're one of those people who say, you know, say you're the driving range hero and you're like, you know, why is it that, you know, I'm, I'm playing so well in the range, but it's really not translating. A part of that could be just taking that really granular look at your practice sessions and saying how much of this is that I have a plan and I'm putting it into action. Also, it's going to require you to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. You're going to have to really look and see where are the areas of my game that need help. And no one really wants to think about the struggles, right? We want to kind of think about the great shots we hit, but sometimes you got to, you know, it's not to dwell on it, but it's a matter of saying like, look, this is a hole in my game. We need to get better. You and I recently had the experience of going to Golf Tech and doing the Skills Assessment Challenge. We were both incredibly disappointed with our scores yep. um, because <laughs> of the fact that, you know, I think we could have done better. I definitely think we, of course, you know, it makes you want to go out. It's like anything. You shoot a bad round of golf. You have a right. bad day. You right. think, I can get out there and I can do better. And you um, start with the excuses. Like, like, oh, it was our first swing since four months and yeah. it's cold out. It, but you think in about reality, stuff, we should have done better. We should have done better. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll go back and we'll try again. But the good thing is, you look at that, and that is a a right in your face, you know, skill assessment of saying, okay, I see a couple of spots where I struggle, yeah. and what I need to work on, and that is the first step to making a good practice plan. You need to know what you need to work on. Um, so, really, the formula, the simplest way to say this formula is that it's got to be something that's customized to fit your specific needs. Right. There's not going to be one thing that's just good for everyone. I could just hand you here. Here's the golf practice plan and everybody yeah. do the same thing. Mm-hmm. The reality is all of us have different areas that we need to work on improving and it's going to change. It's going to be a, something that's a moving target because you're going to, as you put more time into something, you're going to get better at it. And there's going to be other areas where you need to do work. We've also talked about this. The most simple way to think about it, if there's a couple clubs in your bag that you just don't hit well, think about and say, 
how often do you practice those clubs? Yeah. And you realize, right. wait a minute, there's definitely a correlation here. Mm -hmm. You know, I, for example, I struggled with my three wood for a long time, but then I realized the more I struggled with it, the more I neglected it. I didn't want to hit it. Didn't want to hit it on the course. Didn't want to hit it on the range. So it just gathered dust in my bag. Yeah. And then yeah, I wonder yeah, like yeah. when I need it, why can't I hit it? Right. Right. But then likewise, like, why can I hit my seven iron? No problem. Every single time. It's because that's what I go to the range and I hit with. So you start to realize this is, it really becomes that use and, and putting you more wine and dine there. that seven iron on the range the whole time you, yeah. you don't give love to those other 13 and you gotta or 12 whatever but you're absolutely right and i think when it comes to developing a game plan one of the most important things i always come back to this because we've talked about this so many times over the last decade is you got to have fun with it make it fun somehow try to make it fun i've talked about going to the range and putting earphones in and listening to your favorite album or creating a game yeah. You know, that you can like have fun with, which I'll talk about in a sec as we kind of get through this. But we uh, make it fun and you make it part of like, we all can't get on a Saturday to say, hey, I'm leaving for four and a half, five hours to go play golf. Right. A lot of us, are, we can't do that. So it's like, hey, I'm going to go over and for 45 minutes and play some golf. Right. You go, you do your practice routine, you put your earphones in, you have a nice little Saturday by yourself, you get your favorite cup of coffee, you listen to your tunes or listen to your podcast, listen to some news and go out and practice the way you want to practice, whether it's on the range, on a practice green or on a chipping green. Yeah. And that's what we're going to go over in a minute is saying like, if you only know how much time you have, that's fine because then you can work backwards and break that time up. Because one thing is, and, and this is kind of commonly known is that the average golfer only, spe they spend about 75% of their practice time on full swings. Mm-hmm. And you think about that, that is not balanced. It all comes down to balance because if you look at a, an actual round of golf, 75% of the strokes you take are not full swings. Mixed in there are going to be putts, um, chips, uh, bunker shots, half pitch pitching mm -hmm. wedges, things like that. There's going to be a, at a minimum, if you think, especially if you're including putts, it's going to be more than 50% are not full swings. Yet we're spending so much time on full swings. So the goal is going to be to split your practice time roughly evenly between that long and short games. And now that's going to adjust depending on where you need the most work. If your short game is just terrible, you may want to really shift and put even more time to that 75% to 25% full swings. Um, and that can be, like I said, adjusting, but it all all starts with identifying. So yeah. first thing you got to do, you got to go through and make um, make a list of your weaknesses. And it's a and tough list to make, but you got to do it. It is, and this is one thing that is so true. Good golfers practice their weaknesses. Bad golfers practice their strengths. Yep. And guilty as charged. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I because it feels good on the range to hit some great shots. So what do you do? You hit your most comfortable clubs mm -hmm. and. You just stay, like I said before, you stay away from the ones that you don't want to hit. It's funny you bringing this up. When I first got into golf, maybe 15, 16 years ago, whatever the case, I went to Spook Rock Golf Course. It was mm -hmm. my local home course here. And and I saw a guy on the on a chipping range with a whole bucket of balls. He was just chipping. He was lifting the ball out of the turf into the air and dropping it onto a green. And it was all going close to the hole. I was blown away. I was like, how is he doing that? So then I went over there with my bucket of range balls and I started doing it. Couldn't lift the ball out. I would yeah. just kept sculling it, and I got so frustrated. I'll never forget this. I got so frustrated. I picked them all off. I took them all to range, and I just hit them. There you go. Because that's what we were comfortable with, right? right? And I never practiced short games starting this game out. I just started on the range. I started hitting them. Yeah. You know, thankfully, over time, I learned and working with coaches, learning how to develop feel, 
working the wedges, working the putter. But I really wish I put more concentration back then. Yeah, and on why that was stuff. that guy so good? Because he does it exactly. And, he's been and that was a weakness, and I ignored it exactly. So going through that list of weaknesses, a lot of ways you can do this. One thing I like to do is either the old school kind of pen and pencil when you're out there, just kind of making note. Now, again, it's important, especially when you're playing and you're playing to try to post a good score to not dwell on something bad that happened, but just note it. You can note it on the on the scorecard or whatever, or our preference, we use shot scope, as you hear us talk about a lot. I like to just be able to play, not think about it. Shot scope is tracking my stats. And then when I have time to sit and decompress it, I will go pull up my phone or pull up the dashboard on my laptop and go through the stats and say, oh, look at this. My proximity from this distance is terrible or or with putting especially. Yep. Uh, am I leaving a lot short, long, whatever it may be. But make a list. That list could include a number of things. It could be, and these are just examples, you know, common examples, but they're examples. You could say, I'm struggling with controlling the distance of longer putts. Uh, I got a little bit too much fade on my driver. I'm um, hitting short iron shots fat. Uh, I'm ch catching my chip shots thin. Whatever it is, you're now creating a list of things. Like I said, good golfers practice their weaknesses. <clears throat> you have that list of weaknesses that you can work on. All right, so let me take a sip of this coffee. Yeah, take a I'm, sip. I'm but it does, it's dry air. It's in dry here. air. I just choked with before. this uh, heat, man. But you know, it does make sense. But then, if you label those, now you're right. You can then create that effective game plan. That's it. That's exactly it. But and it's going to be easy that, for us to do it. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of us, especially if you're using shot scope, for example, you can go onto your dashboard and say, "Hey, all right, I'm pulling all my drives, or I am mm -hmm. hitting." 18% of greens and regulations. So maybe today's practice session is going to be just focused on hitting greens from X distance, Y distance, and Z distance. That's it. And that's where it is. You got to first, there's two two factors, two ingredients are going to go into creating this practice plan is first knowing what those weaknesses is and then knowing how much time you have. Mm -hmm. And both are going to vary for different people. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you don't have a whole lot of time, you still, you just have to be more creative. Because I think that's another thing that stops us. We figure... I don't have enough time and they just skip the whole session. You can still do something. It's kind of similar to exercise. You know, you can still, you know, you know, go up and down the stairs for five minutes just to get the heart rate up. Yep. There's something you can do. We talked about putt out before. You can grab your pressure trainer, which is a $20, you know, uh, training aid not too expensive and you can just putt for for 10 minutes especially like i said if you're focusing on lag with the long putts whatever whatever it may be but let's say you have an hour this is just an example just to use round numbers you might write down and say okay here's how i'm going to break this up i'm going to do 30 minutes on the range instead of the full hour which okay. a lot of us will do mm -hmm. then i'm going to shift over i'm going to do 10 minutes of putting 10 minutes of chipping Five, no, 10 minutes, uh, five minutes of, of some other type of short game. Maybe it's if you have access to like sand or a bunker or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, five minutes putting. So you're breaking that up. And effectively, you end up with like a 50 50 formula yeah. mm -hmm. of short game and long game. But again, just like that, now you're saying instead of just a uh, loosely put together hour, you actually have a structure. And it's so easy. You can set a timer on your phone and just say, when this time is up, I'm moving on to something yeah, else. Know, and I the reason, and I like the way that they we put this out here because it, we have 10 minutes of putting, then five minutes of chipping, then 30 minutes of the range, and then 10 minutes of chipping. And Going then five back minutes to putting. chipping. Almost like the game-like training. Kind of take your mind off it, yeah. go do something else, and then let's see if you can come back and still have that feel. You know, and it simulates real golf exactly because you have to go from hitting long shots to short shots. Mm -hmm. You're not hitting a bunch of long shots in a row and then a bunch of short shots. It's brilliant. In a row. I've never broken up a practice session like that where I actually ended up going back to the range or back yeah. to a chipping green. 
Interesting. But if you've got that hard stop, you've got that timer or whatever, what that also helps is that sometimes we'll just burn through the whole bucket because we're just so locked in of trying to do something and we just can't get our mind to something else. It also helps simulate that pressure a little bit because you know you only have 10 minutes to work on your chipping. You got to really work on it. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to, you know, rather than just kind of mindlessly going through it. So then breaking down that range session even further, maybe it's five minutes hitting wedges. Then five minutes mid and long irons, five minutes driver and woods. Then maybe you send 10 minutes where you're just going to work on a specific issue. Maybe it's like me, you're having trouble shallowing the club. So you've got the plane made or something like that, or you've got a drill that you found on YouTube and you say, I'm just going to do it rather than doing it for the whole hour session, just sandwich that in for those 10 minutes. Then maybe you go back to five minutes of hitting wedges. This is brilliant. Right? Why did I never think of this? That's it. Because you know why? Because it's just it's the discipline of just actually nothing here is rocket science. We're not Mm. we're not Einstein changing the world here. We're just saying discipline. Discipline yourself to write it down, commit yourself to it, and then do it. Um, You just put together two hours. That's two hours worth. Two different types of sessions. No, I'm I'm still on an hour. Because think about it like this. Oh, you're still on an hour. Ten minutes putting, five minutes chipping, thirty minutes on the range, then ten, and then five back to the putting. Then we just broke that thirty-minute range session down. Gotcha. I see what you did there. Five on wedges, five mid irons. Right. Wow. Okay. You can do a lot in five minutes. You know, you can get a lot of swings Definitely. in five mm-hmm. minutes. You know, I'm not telling you to blast through and rush through the balls. Go through your process, but you can still get a lot done. So now we're still, for those busy people out there, we're still only at an hour. So, and then in just thirty minutes, effectively, you're touching on all areas of your swing, um, and it's really keep this in mind, guys. It's 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 quality over quantity when it comes to golf practice. One thing I like to do just to really force myself to use the other clubs in the bag. I like to play simulated holes mm-hmm. out there. So I, there's a lot of holes that are just in my mind. I've played the course so many times. I know them. I'll just pull that up. Let's say it's a par four and I'll just visualize it out there with different targets. So now I'll hit driver and instead of hitting 10 drivers in a row, I'll hit driver, put it away. Then I know I usually hit a seven iron to the green. I'll hit seven yeah. iron mm-hmm. and then maybe hit like a chip shot or something like that Smart. and then go to the next mm-hmm. hole. And this is something you can do if you're warming up to, and I know there's a difference between practice and warming up, but if you're getting ready to play around at a course you know and you know the layout, you can simulate the first couple of holes and just play them on the range. A little side note. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, this reminds me back then I used to play a game I created. Remember that I, I called it like tens. I don't know why I called it that. And I was just, as you were talking, I was trying to pull and see if I still had the spreadsheet in the Google docs, but I don't, but, uh, I would simple thing. And I, I would go to the range that had about six or seven different greens, all different distances. And I would basically on my phone or on a piece of paper, I forget how I did it. I would hit 10 shots at each green. Yeah. And I would try, I said, I wasn't going to leave till I was 70% greens of regulation. Which simulates the pressure. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that was just, you know, again, it was fun. And then if I ran out of time, I would plug in my numbers into this spreadsheet. I'd go home that night and be like, all right, I I failed. I stunk. Next time I go do it, I'll try to do it better. I'll try to get like, you know, 70% or or whatever. But um, that was just one example of something that I tried to make fun out of a practice plan. Yeah. And spreadsheet, that's a great tool for this because you can look at it over time. You can break the, it, the sheets down into weeks, things you're going to work on. That way too, you can vary it. You could say this week I'm going to work right. on this. That week. So you can really, again, there's no, 
you can't get too much planning. The more planning you do, the more effective the session's going to be because we have more often have more time to plan. You can sit down writing it down at your you know kitchen table mm-hmm. in the morning, but we often only have just so much time that we can be on the range. But one thing to keep in mind, we t- we touched on warming up. Just make sure you keep these separate in your mind. Warming up is not the same as practicing. Um, a practice session, it's actual work on a technical change somewhere in your game. It's not something you really want to be messing around with before you you uh, tee off. Sure. So if you notice that all of your practice kind of happens in those little quick range sessions before you tee off, something is wrong because you're setting yourself up for an issue. Every great golf instructor, and I know as a golfer how hard this is to follow this advice, but every golf instructor says, don't be working on things when you're out there playing. Put those things aside. Just rely on what you've been working on and instead just go out and, and play. It's brilliant. I, I saw the other day, one of the one of my favorite um, people to follow is, uh, I think it's Athletic Motion Golf. Those are the guys who do the gears thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, they had this great exercise where they told from the top of your backswing, until impact. Do you want to guess how much time that is? How much time it takes to get from the top of your swing to impact? Second? Not even close. It's 0.223 seconds, (laughs) right? So the guys, this is brilliant. They say, close your eyes. We're going to play two different tones. First tone is top of your backswing. Second tone is impact. And they said, during that time, I want you to think of something that you want your body to do. A swing thought. Maybe it's turn your hands over. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's shallow the club. So I'm I'm like, all right, I'm into this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. Close my eyes. It goes boop, boop, like that. (laughs) Boop, boop. And like, what did you think of? Nothing. You you know, the the human brain does not have enough time to do it. So that's where we get twisted up in knots. So this is the time is on the range where you can make mistakes and you can. And that's where you start to groove these new mechanics. Don't do it when you're out there trying to play. I know I will do it. I'm telling you right now because we all slip up and make it, but you got to just remind yourself, like, stop it. Just pick a target, yeah. swing for it. I'll work on, and, and then when you do something wrong, note it. Again, this is a circular thing. I'm going to go back and work on that later. But if you start trying to work on this right before you go out, you can end up tying your brain in knots a little bit. You can end up with frustration because like you're not hitting the shots you want to hit on the range. The time of a warm-up is really to get your rhythm to get your body warmed up. Oh, yeah. If right. you find that you struggle through the first couple holes, there's a very good chance. We talked about being loose and stuff, that you're not warmed up. Kevin Sprecher helped us with this. He's like, just start moving, moving the blood, getting the, the you know blood in the muscles, things are moving, because that's what that time is best spent for. Um, but beyond that, really take a hard look at it, see where can I squeeze in, whatever it is, an hour a week that I can get out and just focus on practice. And then when you do, you're going with the plan and you're not spinning your wheels. It's It's not a waste of time. What we just described is such a focused hour that I feel like it could just be so powerful, that one hour. And if you were lucky enough to get that twice a week, think about that. Think about what you're doing now for your golf game and then instituting this concept or something similar once or twice a week. Your golf game is going to change dramatically. No doubt. I got I to do it. Someone's got to kick me to do it. There you go. Well, I tell you what, we'll start everybody off with a little bit of homework. So the first thing is going to be just go start with that list of weaknesses. You know, give yourself a hard look. Uh, realize that it, it's, it's 
I know it can be depressing to think about the weaknesses in your game, but do it as part of an improvement process, knowing, hey, I'm doing this because that's where I'm going to get better. Like I said, it would be no different than if you wanted to get in shape. You would take a hard look at it and say, where do I need more strength? Where do I need more flexibility? And then designing something to work around that. Same thing with golf. I can tell you right now, I struggle with a lot of areas with the short game. I struggle with a little bit of consistency in some of the longer irons, things like that. I know that those will be my kind of starting points and I start to tailor a plan that that works with it. So that's going to be, you know, everybody's homework assignment. But I think that once you start to make that shift and we see it, we you and I have seen it firsthand with some of the best golfers. None of them go into practice without a plan. We've had the opportunity to visit some of the facilities that are training what are going to be the next, you know, crop of elite golfers. I remember that Connecticut yeah. golf school mm-hmm. yep. and you just look at what the coaches are doing for the players where they're doing the same thing. They are looking at the players weaknesses and they are coming up with a practice plan and they're sending them off to do it. These are some of these kids are 12, 13, 14 years old and they're out there out 20 minutes on Ten, you know, ten yard chip shots. Right, right. Uh, then we're gonna do ten minutes on you know driver and keeping it within these two flags that are out there, and they're moving them around and they're doing it to see better. And then as they're getting better, they're marking that progress. It's incredible what they go through those kids. It is, but that's what it takes that's, to be a right. better golfer. You're absolutely right. You, you, it has to be structured. Better golf doesn't happen by accident. It just doesn't. True statement. That's it. So, all right, that's everything we have for you guys. You can get to the show notes this week by going to golfacity.com slash episode 365. Or if you haven't already done so, I encourage you to download the Golficity app, which is available for free for Android and iOS. Um, you can see that if you're watching this on YouTube, it's linked in the description below. Otherwise, you can go to golfacity.com slash episode 365. There's all the links where you can download it there. Um, all the episodes are there. You can check out back episodes as well as a lot of the instructional content we put as we said before, guys, we're learning, and as we're learning, we're sharing that. It's a process. It's a never-ending process, and you got to embrace that. That's part of the fun of the game is always working on getting better. You're right, Frank. That's and, it. And, guys, make sure you stay tuned because we've got some great interviews coming. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun this spring. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, that's everything we have for you guys. We'll see you again next week.